The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Brickets, your Friday, May 5th edition, and I hope everybody is ready for the weekend and had a pretty good Thursday night. Uh, it was an ugly slate as expected, but it seems like um, it went better than expected. I threw one dart out there. If I didn't play Freeman and Kemp in that dart, it would have done extremely well, but it still cashed pretty nicely, surprisingly, thanks to Andres and Aranda, like we talked about. Those two were the top pitchers on the slate, and they got it done. Mix and match around it. That Seattle stack was outstanding. It was low-owned because everybody was focused on Baltimore and Boston. So we move on to Friday, where it is loaded. We have a 15-game all-day, two-game early, and a 13-game late. Two game early is you got the Yankees at Chicago uh, against the Cubs and the Giants at Cincinnati. Giants at Cincinnati starts 20 minutes before the main slate, so apparently it has to go on the early slate. Yeah, I hate I hate DraftKings sometimes. I really do because we could have had Bronson Arroyo and Matt Kane in Cincinnati. But looking at the forecast, the weather might be disgusting there. They might not even play, so we'll see if we get to hate them as much as I want to. But um, you have Pineda versus Hendricks. Pineda's been pitching really well. Hendricks, not so much. Yankees bats definitely in play there. Cubs are always in play. Pineda, he's all or nothing. So far, it's been a little more all than nothing. Both are priced at 10K or higher. Um, so buyer beware there. San Francisco at Cincinnati, like I said, Kane or Royal, just get your bats, lock and load them. Um, I wouldn't play a two-game slate period ever. Um, so I'd stay away from it. But if you're playing all day, there you go. To the evening, we have some rain chances. Milwaukee at Pittsburgh, it looks like 75% or more chances of rain in Pittsburgh during game time. Uh, so keep your eye on that one. Miami and the Mets, 50% chance or more during game time. All of this can easily change as the night goes on. I'm just reporting what I read on the internet. I have no clue how to become a, a meteorologist. So I'm just passing on the info. Lots of wind blowing in and out tonight, and uh, there are some other places with some scattered showers that might delay a start or stuff like that. So keep an eye on it. Got kind of about four or five places where things are going to get interesting weather-wise. Now, when we go to the pitching, I'm just going to preface this right now. 
there are four pitchers at $10,000 or more, and then you drop down, and you drop down, and you drop down. So, again, on a night like tonight, you have Coors in play. So, for one, the higher-priced arms will be lower-owned. But, uh, you can, and if you want, there's a couple low-priced guys you can match them with and roll the dice. Now, we know how we felt about high-priced arms. They have to go for the nuts. So, I'm going to give them to you. And two of them I don't mind at all. One of them I love. Uh, one of them I will probably use. But uh, I'll give you I'll give you a couple of them, and then we'll go to the lower guys and roll from there. We're gonna kick it off with you, Darvish. She's the highest price at eleven thousand two hundred. Darvish is bringing a three hundred three ERA, one hundred six WHIP into uh, Seattle. Two earned runs or less in three or four starts. He just had that one weird start in Oakland where he was dealing, 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 and then like in the sixth inning, it was like a different pitcher showed up. Someone took his body over. It was like Travolta and. Um, that movie with, uh, you know, Face Swap or whatever the hell that was called. Uh, yeah, I just totally blanked on that one. But they just, they just changed, changed bodies, or trading places even with uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, totally different pitcher. Outside of that, he's been lights out. Eight strikeouts or more in three or four starts. Uh, outside of that bad Oakland start, it's three good starts. He has gotten you basically 30 fantasy points or more. That's what you're looking for in a price tag like this. He's going against Seattle. This is where it gets interesting. Seattle is actually swinging the bats good. We stacked them last night. We like them a ton. Um, they strike out 21.4% of the time. That's why I had a pitching. Darvish is striking out 30.5% of the batters he's facing. That is outstanding. That's why we like him. There's a lot of good strikeout arms tonight. Darvish definitely meets that bill. Um, the Mariners' bats are getting better and better against right-handed pitching. You know, you have Cano, Cruz hits everybody. You have uh, Seager's heating up finally. Gamble's batting second. He was huge last night. Um, he's hitting well from the left side of the plate. Segura's raking. So there's bats there. But Darvish is striking out a lot of guys. Um, it's not a bad play. I do like it. 11 2 is not what we're, you know, wanting to spend, especially on a Coors slate. You can make him work, trust me, for a Coors lineup. But uh, if you're not going Coors, if you're fading Coors, I like. Paying for some pitching, actually, because no one else is going to. So, Guy, uh, Darvish at 11200 definitely in play tonight against Seattle. The one I like a ton is Dallas Keuchel, 10-4 in Anaheim. A better park for him leaving Houston, even though he has been so dominant at home. Uh, his two starts at home, seven and two-thirds, one earned, seven innings, one earned. But heck, on the road... In Cleveland, nine innings, two earned. At Oakland, seven innings, one earned. He's been just fine no matter where he goes. Uh, seven Ks or more in three of four starts. He's getting you 26, almost 27 DraftKings points or more in every start. So many are saying the hiccup's coming. Possibly. He's got better than a two-to-one ground ball to fly ball in every start. Um, there's just not much not to like about the way Keiko's pitching right now. Um yeah, it does look like a blow-up is due, but he's going against an Angels offense that just isn't very good. The downside is they strike out 18% of the time, but uh, Miranda struck him out five times last night, and there's definitely holes to be to be exploited, I should say. Uh, we've seen teams uh, get to the Angels and strike them out, so don't just 
you use it as a factor, but when the pitcher is as good as a guy like Keuchel, you don't worry about it as much. Um, at ten thousand four hundred bucks in Anaheim, that park shift alone's huge. That lineup, you just got to navigate the likes of Trout and Pujols, maybe Calhoun, who's hot and cold. Um, I love Keuchel tonight at ten thousand four hundred. I think he's a very very solid play if you're paying up for pitching. I'll mention Danny Salazar at ten thousand at Kansas City. Going up against a very bad Royals offense. Salazar striking out 28.6% of batters he faces. Royals striking out about 20% of the time. Uh, They're below average in Woba and batting average against right-handed pitching. There's a bad offense, period. He's going to be in a very nice ballpark in Kansas City. Um, his problem's always been the walks. He's walking almost 11% of the batters he faces. If he has stuff under control, he's lights out. He's worth $10,000. Problem is, is he doesn't, and his pitch counts go up, and he doesn't make it deep into games, and he only gets you around 20 to 21 points. Uh, when he's on, he gets you 30 points in a heartbeat, and that price tag is worth it. When he's off, 10K is not worth it. So the high strikeout potentials there makes him an interesting GPP play. That's why I wanted to mention him. He's definitely on the radar. I won't have much of him at all. Um, if I'm going to pay up, I'll pay to Keiko or Darvish, or I'll pay down to this next guy. But I wanted to bring him up. He is a decent option. Next up, Chris Archer, $9,600 at Toronto. We faded Archer's last two starts. You remember why? He was on the road. Well, Archer's coming back to the friendly confines of spacious, usually half-empty Tropicana Field. His last two starts, he actually pitched really well in Toronto. Seven and a third, four hits, one earned, but he only had five Ks. He got you 21 points. Doesn't really get the 10-5 price tag. But uh, his one start at home this year... Five innings, or he's got more than one start, but his last start at home, five innings, seven hits, four, nine Ks. The nine Ks still got you 16 points. But against Toronto earlier in the year, seven and two-thirds, two earned, 10 Ks, 24.5 DraftKings points. That's what we're going for. He's pitched very well against Toronto in both his starts this year. Toronto's offense, though it has been heating up a tad, I won't argue that, they're still striking out 22% of the time. Archer striking out 26.6% of the batters he's facing. Um, Toronto way below league average in Woba and batting average in right-handed pitching. The They did most of their damage in New York where they were hot, where people saw how good they were, was against left-handed pitching, not so much against right-handed. So people are going to see the hot bats they had in the Bronx, and they're going to say, oh, no, we're going to fade, fade, fade. Well, Chris Archer looks really good tonight. We've seen Chris Archer blow up we get it but uh he's a decent favorite at minus 142 at the moment which helps as well but uh i like him 9600 dollars at home he loves pitching at home loves pitching at home in that same game a guy that no one's going to use and i like him a lot we've been using him ever since that first blow up francisco lariano he's 8200 in tampa bay uh lariano's last start against tampa bay five innings four hits one earned Four walks, six Ks for 20 and a half points. His problem is walks. The last two starts, he's walked four guys. But uh, since that Tampa Bay disaster, which we've mentioned many times, because for some reason they didn't give him his catcher. Well, he's had his catcher every start since then. He's given up two earned runs or less in every start, in all four of them. And uh, six Ks or more in three of the four. As long as he's not walking, guys, he's just fine. So three of those four starts, he's gotten you 20 and a half points or more. Lariano has been very, very good. And people will avoid him like the plague because he's back in Tampa Bay, the scene of the crime. Tampa Bay, sure, they can hit lefties very well. We've noted that. They've 
their offense has been very, very good overall, period. We don't deny that one bit. But um, they strike out a ton. And that's what we're looking for in DraftKings. I have to reiterate that just to remind the new viewers. But Liriano, 23.1% K rate. Uh, the problem is that 12% walk rate is scary. But uh, Tampa Bay striking out almost 27% of the time against left-handed pitching. That is bad. That's like league worst. League worst. So, you know, Liriano's always that guy that makes you sweat every time you watch him pitch because he's just, like I said, walks a couple guys or he does this or does that. He's got you on the ropes all the time. But the K upside, it's there and no one's going to use him. Very good GPP play in Liriano. Next up, a uh, uh, cash GPP option, Michael Fulmer, 8K, entering Oakland, pitcher-friendly Oco Coliseum. Uh, Fulmer, three earned runs or less in four straight starts. Actually, in all five starts this year, if you want to get technical. 3-1-9 ERA. Uh, he's pitching pretty well overall. His uh, last start out, he got beat up a little bit by the White Sox. He just didn't strike anybody out. Only three Ks prior to that, five or more Ks in every start. And... Uh, it's the walks. He had three walks, uh, as most walks in any game this year. Gives up a ho- at least one homer every game. So you got to expect that. Be ready for that. But uh, ground ball to fly ball uh, is a pretty decent ratio there against the Oakland A's, who um, they swing the bat okay. They had a good day in, in Minnesota on Thursday. All in all, nothing to be too scared about. Fulmer, 20.5% strikeout rate to the A's, almost 25% versus right-handed pitching. The number keeps going up. So that's something definitely to target. They have an average of barely above average team Woba, or actually they have a below average team Woba against right-handed pitching. My bad. It's below average and a very bad batting average as a team against right-handed pitching. So Michael Fulmer at 8K can be a very sneaky value play actually because for his potential, 8K is low. He was almost a Cy Young Award winner and Rookie of the Year last year. We know what Fulmer can do. He just hasn't completely found it yet this year. 8K, very nice price for Mike Fulmer. Now it gets a little hairy. Lance Lynn, seventy-eight hundred bucks in hitter-friendly Atlanta. That's a scary one. I'll be honest. Uh, I just want to bring up how Lance Lynn has uh, one earned runner less in three straight starts, and that was at home against Cincy, in Milwaukee, at home against Pittsburgh. Not Murderer's Row. Five Ks or more in every start. Twenty-one or more DraftKings points in all three of those starts. Um, it's a bit scary. Sure, he's striking out almost 21% of the batters he faces. Atlanta striking out about 20% of the time, but Atlanta smokes left-handed pitching. I mean, right-handed pitching. Left-handed bats smoke Lance Lynn, and we've seen that ballpark in Atlanta. So you pick your poison is what it comes down to. GPP play, Lance Lynn is on the board. I will definitely throw it out there. He has continued to pitch really well in every start. Uh, on a night like tonight, you might not need to use him, but I wanted to bring him up as an option because... These middle-priced arms are what you're going to need if you want to, you know, get the big boys in your in your lineup. Another one that's really interesting, one Eduardo Rodriguez uh, of the Boston Red Sox. He's going up in Minnesota against Philip Hughes. He's $7,600, and Eddie's figured it out, at least it seems. His last two starts uh, against the Cubs, six innings, five hits, one or nine strikeouts. At Baltimore, six innings, one hit, no earn, seven strikeouts. Walks are always an issue. He had five walks in that game. and his start against Pittsburgh, he had four walks. But he still has 19 or more DraftKings points in all three starts this year. 
and for seventy six hundred bucks, that's pretty pretty tasty. Um, big strikeout upside with Erod. He's striking out almost twenty four percent of the batteries he faces. The problem still is he's almost a ten percent walk rate, like we mentioned. So he's got to keep that in check. But um, he got Minnesota below average against um, left-handed pitching. Surprisingly, everyone targets that. And, you know, I still love Sano, Dozier. They're always on my radar at all times. But uh, against left-handed pitching, Minnesota is uh, – they are 20% – I just lost them. Where the hell did I go? Oh, okay. 19% K rate, a uh, below three WOBA, and a below 230 team batting average, which is very bad. So, really, if you look at it, they're not good at all against left-handed pitching. So, Eduardo Arenas can be a very sneaky, sneaky, sneaky play at 76, and it all comes down to walks. If he's not walking, guys, we've seen how filthy he can be, and he could definitely be in play tonight. Uh, I'd keep an eye on Erod. I would not mind having a good good exposure to Rodriguez. Another guy in this price range that uh, definitely on the radar tonight, Mike Fultonevich of the Atlanta Braves. At home against the, the Cardinals, I know it's, you know, the new SunTrust ballpark. It's scary, but Fulte has been outstanding. Two earned runs or less in uh, every start this year, all five starts. His last few has been outstanding. The ground balls to walk rate's been great. Uh, home runs are down. Against Milwaukee, his last time out, six Ks. He had nine Ks at Philadelphia. So he's these last two starts on the road and hitter-friendly venues as well. He pitched very well, seven innings, two earned, three Ks against the Nats. Back-to-back 21-plus points starts. I really like it because St. Louis lost Piscotti. He's not traveling to Atlanta. Fowler is waiting for MRI results, likely not to play tonight. So there's two of their biggest bats out of the lineup. Uh, Fulte gets crushed by lefties, so you still have Carpenter to deal with. They might put Matt Adams in there. You got Wong couple options there, but uh, he's striking out 21.2% of the batters he faces. Cardinals 20.6% of the time. Very interesting play with Fulton Devich. A lot of people avoid him at all costs. Definitely on the radar tonight. Andrew Triggs, $6,700 at home against the Tigers. Now we're getting into the guys to help you get Coors in play. Triggs uh, off to a great start this year. 1.84 ERA, .92 whip. Last start out, 9 Ks against the Astros, so it's 7 shutout innings. Uh, prior to that, got beat up by Seattle a bit, but then prior to that, 6 shutout against the Rangers, 6 shutout at the Royals, and 5-2 uh, and two thirds shutout against the Angels. He's pitched outstanding this year. Outstanding stuff. Not the biggest strikeout arm in the world, so that 9 Ks against Houston, kind of an outlier so far. Don't get completely wrapped up in that. But overall, because he doesn't go deep in the games, he's still striking out 21.6% of the batters he faces. Beautiful thing is he's only walking 5.3%. Tigers strike out 21.7% of the time. We know how dangerous that Tigers offense can be. In Oko, that helps a ton. It's a very dicey play. Uh, team total-wise, Tigers are only at 372, which is one of the lowest on the board. Lowest on the board. So someone's seeing something out there that uh, likes Triggs a bit. So it's an interesting play at 6,700. I'd say GPP only, but that'll help you get some of the bigger bats in your lineup. And then two punts. I just want to mention them very briefly. 
Uh, and this, these are total only if you want to stack Coors plays. I wouldn't play them pretty much anywhere else. Nick Pavetta for the Phillies against Washington. Pavetta's making his second career start, one of their top prospects. Uh, he pitched against uh, the Dodgers his last time out. He's a big strikeout arm in the minors. He's like a almost a, well, just this year in AAA, he's 11.37K per nine, less than a walk per nine. Um, they babbipped him to death in LA this year in his first start, but he still had 9K per nine, less than two walks per nine. Uh, not a bad arm, very lively arm, hard, hard thrower. He's a, uh, where did I see that? There he is. Big fastball, 94.3 miles an hour on average. Decent slider, curveball combo, and a changeup. So get out there. Hopefully gets you five innings. Get you, you know, five, six strikeouts if you can. He's going to give up some contact. We know that. Uh, the Nationals' bats are scary as scary can be. Uh, you get the Dodgers, 52.9% hard contact in that one game. I know these are small sample sizes, but that's all we have to go off of right now. So, um He's definitely worth a shot in the dark, I'd say. Uh, he's more of a fly ball pitcher than ground ball, so that's a little scary. But uh, he's a punt. This is what you get with punts. So Pavetta is one. And then Rafael Montero, 4,500 versus the Marlins. I like it a lot because the Marlins, just, they're not that good. Their offense is not that good. Montero's been a high, high prospect. just hasn't figured out at the pro level. He's had many chances. Well, not many, but he's had a few chances here and there. But this year, he's tearing it up at AAA, almost a 14K per nine, a uh, a 2.61 walk per nine, and below one home run per nine in AAA, which is amazing on the PCL. He's pitching in Vegas where the ball flies. Uh, Babbitt's extremely low, so you have to watch out for that. But the FIP and XFIPs still portray that he's pitching great in AAA, uh, the best he's ever pitched in AAA. So maybe he's finally figuring it out. We'll find out. Might find out the hard way. But uh, he's had a couple spot outings already this year. They weren't great. Still striking out over 8 per 9. The walks are his issue. Uh, in his brief, brief stint, uh, 6 and 2 thirds this year, he's still averaging 10.8 walks per 9. But uh, ground ball rate of almost 52%, which we love. His uh, ERA is 9.45, but his FIP and XFIP are way, way lower than that. So they expect that to drop, obviously. So I like what they see there. Marlins' offense is not that good. Remember that. K rate of uh, 14.5% small sample size, and the minors is 41%. Past years with the Mets, 21.5% and 28.3%. So you can strike guys out at the big league level over 20% of the time. We like that a lot. A uh, lot to like. He's a hard, hard thrower. Uh, fastball in the, the low to mid-90s. Good slider change combo. Marlins, you know, you look outside of Stanton and Ozuna, Sometimes Yellick, they really haven't offered you a whole lot to be worried about when it comes to right-handed pitching uh, around a three Woba, which is horrible, and like a 250E batting average. So Montero at 4,500, complete, complete punt play. That's all he is, and uh, you roll your dice from there. So Pavetta and Montero can be punts if you're looking that way. So there you go. Lots of pitching options. I'd say Darvish at 11-2 versus Seattle is very good. Keuchel at 10-4 at LA, I love. He's my top option on the board. You could go Salazar at 10,000 at Kansas City, but just buyer beware. Really, really like Archer at 96 versus Toronto. Lariano at 82 at Tampa Bay is very much in play. Fulmer, 8K at Oakland is a very good look. 
Uh, gets a little dicier now, but Lynn at Atlanta at 78. Erod, 76 at Minnesota is very, very intriguing. Very intriguing. Fulton Evitt, 74 against a beat-up Cardinals team. Very much in play. Trigg, 67 versus Detroit is in play. Pavetta, 7,200 uh, against the, the Nats. I mean, 4,700, sorry. 4,700 against the Nats. And Montero, 4,500 against Miami as two punting options. I'd probably go Montero over Pavetta, but that's just my two cents matchup-wise because the Marlins just can't hit. But uh, let's go over the bats where they are locked and loaded on your 13 games of action. At the catcher's position, we'll kick it off with uh, Matt Wieters, 3,600 versus Pavetta. Um, if Chris Herman's playing in Colorado, catcher alpha eligible at 3,600. That's an actual Coors value if he's playing. Uh, Alex Avila against Triggs, first base catcher eligible. Avila's up to 3,400 now. Our value has disappeared tonight on Avila. Yeah, Yasmani Grandal is a phenomenal play. He's been ice cold, but he's still a good target against right-handed pitching. We know what he can do. He's against Chassin tonight at 3,400. Stephen Vogt versus Fulmer at 32. Brian McCann versus Chavez at 32. Both are decent plays. Uh, you could look at um, Jason Castro. Uh, He's against the lefty Rodriguez at 28, but he's still a nice cheap punt option. Giovanni Soto of the White Sox. White Sox facing the lefty and Miley. Soto against the lefty. Soto, 2800 bucks is a very nice cheap catching option there. James McCann for the Tigers against Triggs at 2700 Derek Norris against lefties. Liriano, 2700 He hasn't been, Norris hasn't been that good, but he's definitely an option if you're looking that way. Uh, Jet Bandy, 2600 You got Pena as well for... The uh, Brew Crew, if you want to look that direction. Other than that, that's pretty much your uh, your catching options tonight. Pretty limited, as always. A uh, couple value, couple up top. Let's go to first base. Goldschmidt and Coors is 5,500. If Harper was over 6K, Goldie should be over 6K. Come on now. But Goldie at 5,500. Freddie Freeman, 4,900 against Lance Lynn is really much. He's in play every night. Abreu's price tag has gone through the roof. He's hit Miley extremely well in his career. Hits lefties really well. He's all the way up to 4800 bucks, and that really sucks because you want to stack White Sox so bad at 4800 My God. Might as well pay 100 bucks more for Freeman or something. But if you're stacking, you're stacking. Stay stay to the course. Eric Thames, 47 versus Cool. Cool just can't pitch. He's, he's bad against lefties. Not cool. Not cool at all. Ryan Zimmerman against Pavetta, 4,700. Hanram, first base outfield eligible against Phillip Hughes. Flyball pitcher Hughes, 4,600 bucks. Miggy Cabrera, 4,500 against Triggs. Edwin Encarnacion just can't get off the schneid. Just struggling, struggling, struggling. He's 4,400 bucks. He uh, has taken Hamels deep three times in his career, though. Mark Reynolds, a cheap course price at 4,300 against Granky. Granky sucks. Against the Rockies. Just sucks. Uh, Will Myers, 4300 against Maeda. Maeda's garbage. That price tag on DraftKings was great. I know it's the Padres, so it might be his one good start this year, but there's no way in hell I'm paying almost 10 k for Maeda. Carlos Santana, 4200 against Hamels. Jay Bruce continues to rake. First base outfield eligible. That price tag keeps continuing to rake up, too, though. He's up to 4200 bucks against Tom Kohler. Tom Kohler is a mess. Can't get lefties out. Jay Bruce, 4200 bucks, definitely part of your Mets action. Crush Davis against Miguel Gonzalez, $4,100. Matt Carpenter, I said lefties against Fulty, $3,900. bucks. 
I'd still pay up and get one of the other bats for Carpenter, but he is in play if you want to save some money and go that direction. Pujols against the lefty Keuchel at 38. Uh, Mitchie two bags. Mitch Moreland, 3,500 against Hughes. Go Mike Napoli versus Gallardo at 35, but Nap's just inconsistent as inconsistent can be right now. Kendris Morales, 3,300 versus Archer. If you're not using Archer and you want a weird option at first base, Morales, 3,300 bucks, 13 for 22 lifetime with three or four doubles and two home runs. Not bad. You got, uh, whoa, that went too fast. You got, uh, I want to bring up the fact that Luis Valbueno is facing his former team this weekend. He's off the deal a few a week or two ago. He hasn't really got it going yet, but just want to bring that up. He's 3200 bucks facing his old ball club. Uh, Josh Bell for the Pirates against Nelson at 3100 You got Guriel for the Astros against Chavez at 3100 Wilmer Flores, we usually target him against left-handed pitching, but he's hit Kohler well in the past. He's 3100 Will be extremely low on his first base, third base eligible. Not saying he's a must play by any means, but if you want to deviate from the norm, keep him on your radar. Justin Bohr, 3K against Montero. Nice cheap option if you want uh, to target the potential mess in Montero. Uh, lefties do hit Montero worse, uh, better than righties, and you'll get a lot of that Mets bullpen most likely. So three grand for Bohr, not the worst play in the world. Yonder Alonso, 2,900 versus Fulmer. Alonso off to a great, great start to the season. Ricky Weeks Jr. versus the lefty. Uh, Liriano at 26 is in play. And that'll do it. At, oh, Logan Morrison is down to 2,500 bucks because a lefty's on the mound. So keep that in mind. Lomo against the lefty Liriano is at $2,500. Wow. Dropping down, huh? Second base, Daniel Murphy, 4,800 against Nick Pavetta. Murphy's in play no matter who's pitching. LeMahieu and Coors at 47. Altuve, Little Mighty Mouse against Chavez, 46. I will not pay 4500 for Brandon Drury. I don't care if it's Coors Field. Brian Dozier, 4400 against Erod. We know Dozier against lefties. Uh, Johnny VR against Cool. Johnny VR from the left side, 4300 bucks. Basically, if Milwaukee has VR, Thames, and Shaw in the lineup, it's worth a look because Braun's been out lately. That's about all you got to worry about there. Jose Ramirez, second base, third base eligible for Cleveland at ten or at forty one hundred. Pedroia, forty one hundred against Hughes. He had his first home run last night, and in his career, sixteen for forty one with three doubles and five home runs off Phil Hughes. Pedroia is never owned. I'm not saying run out to own him now, but history proves itself. Should be in for a good night in Minnesota. D Gordon, four K against Montero. Robbie Cano, four K against Darvish. Saladino, 3,900 against Miley, targeting the lefty. Ruggie Odor, 3,900 against Gallardo. Godor, Odor went yard the other night, or yesterday, sorry, yesterday. Uh, Jericho, 3,800 bucks, second base, third base eligible. Neil Walker, 3,600 had a good day on Wednesday. Uh, Kohler versus the lefty. Josh Harrison, 3,500 against Nelson. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, 3,400 against Strasburg. Pretty good history against Strasburg in his career, so don't just sleep on him. Young Hervis Salarte, 3,300. Nice value play against the Gascan Maeda. Jed Lowry, 2,800 versus Fulmer is a nice value play. And Colton Wong is only $2,700. Wow. I'm hoping for one with the injuries they readjust the lineup because Colton Wong has been on fire. Um, I'd like to see him towards the top of that lineup. Lefties hit Fulty well. 
Wong's twenty seven hundred bucks. That is just way too cheap. DraftKings is asleep at the wheel if they move him up the lineup. That's some extreme value if he's not batting at the bottom. So keep an eye on that. Definitely keep an eye on that. Heading over to third base, Arenado, Granky, Coors, fifty four hundred bucks. Jake Lamb and Coors against Marquez, fifty one hundred. I'd probably pay that over Arenado. Just to be honest, I love Arenado. He's the, one of the best players in baseball, but. Lamb versus Variety and Coors for 300 cheaper. I'll take the price cut. Manny Machado, 4,900 against uh, Miguel Gonzalez. Machado is pissed off and on fire. Thank you very much. Last night, Machado, you helped me a ton. Todd Frazier was pulled early from the start yesterday, or very late, right before game time from the start yesterday. Keep an eye on him. He's day-to-day, but uh, he's 4,600 against Miley. Miguel Sano, 4,200 against Erod. Uh, Rendon versus Pavetta's 41. Longo versus a lefty. Lariano's 4K. He's taken um, Lariano deep twice. Jose Reyes is actually swinging a good stick. He's 3,900 versus Kohler. Justin Turner versus a righty. Chassin's 38. Mentioned Jericho already. Yeah, Kyle Seeger at 3,700 bucks. Um, Travis Shaw, like I said, 3,600 against Cool is in play. Castellanos versus Trigg at 36. Castellanos, that's not bad. Uh, Mike Moustakis at 35. Uh, if Frazier's not playing, Matt Davidson at 35. We love Davidson versus lefties. He had a big game on uh, Thursday filling in for Frazier. Keep an eye on that. Joey Gallo, 3,500 against Gallardo. Gallo went deep again on Thursday. Hernan Perez, third base outfield eligible at 3,500 uh, or 3,400. He keeps hitting really, really well, so don't sleep on him. Ryan Schimpf is heating up. He's from the left side of the plate against Maeda. Schimpf, 3400 bucks. if you want to get weird with the Padres tonight. Marwin Gonzalez is as white-hot as white-hot can be. Third base outfield eligible against Jesse Chavez, 3300 bucks. I had him all over the place yesterday on the early slate at 3K. He's too cheap the way he's hitting right now. A, a slump is coming, but for now, you ride that wave until that slump comes. $3,300. Um, holy shit, what just happened? Um, we have... Uh, Eduardo Escobar is actually swinging it pretty good for the Twins lately. He's shortstop third base eligible. 2700 bucks facing the lefty. That is uh, in play as well. You have... Uh, if Greg Garcia is starting at third base or shortstop, eligible at uh, 2500 He's in play. He is a left-handed bat. Would be facing Fulte. Something to keep an eye on there. Just based on all the injuries. And usually when Garcia plays, he plays towards the top of the order. I've snuck him in a couple of times this year. It's boom or bust with him. But uh, complete value play. If you want, like, you can use him to help you stack more bats from Coors, basically. You throw him in at, like, shortstop. And you say, I'm not going to use, you know, Ahmed or Owens at short. Or Story at short. Use Owens in the outfield or something. Well, now you have him at short, and he helps you out a ton. Or you could use Jed Lowry or something at second base and do the same thing. Going over to shortstop, you got Trey Turner, 5K versus Pavetta. Trevor Story, 48 versus Granke. Story versus Granke. Story hits him very, very well. Carlos Correa, 4,600 versus Chavez. Chris Owens, 4,500 against Marquez. Shortstop outfield eligible. Corey Seager versus Chassin at 4,400 is outstanding. He'll be low on thanks to Coors tonight. Love me some Corey Seager. Francisco Lindor, 4,300 versus Hamels. Definitely a good play. Tim Anderson at 4,100 against Miley is a very nice play. Gene Segura continues to rake. 4K against Hugh Darvish. 
Not sure he's going to rake against you, Darvish, but God, I, I say it every podcast. Gene Segura is on fire right now. It's unbelievable. Elvis Andrews having a really good start to the year. He's 3,800 versus Gallardo. Sneaky, sneaky right now. Lemus Diaz down to 3,700 versus Fulty. Azdrubal Cabrera, nice left-handed bat versus Kohler. Only 3,600 bucks. He's having a really good year, too. Still too cheap every day. Uh, we move on to... Keep an eye on Pat Valaika of the Rockies at shortstop. Uh, if you want to value Coors bat, he's been playing every now and then, and Coors has been kind of productive. He's 3,200. Just keep an eye on that for value if you need it. Freddie Gallis, 3,100 versus Strasburg. Not a bad look. Um, you got Tim Beckham, our boys, back down to 2,900. Double donged on Thursday. He's probably going to be extremely popular. He might lead off again. If he's leading off again at 2,900 bucks, that is outstanding. That's our guy. 2,900 bucks, Tim Beckham. Get it while it's hot. Uh, yeah, outstanding play. Double dog on the night where none of us pretty much used him because you didn't need to save money on Thursday night. So it's just hilarious. Let's head over to the outfield position where it gets really fun. You have Bryce Harper who left early with a groin injury. He's day-to-day. So see if he's in the lineup. He's 5,500. If he's not, well, that makes Pavetta look a little tastier. Still, their offense is insane, but... He's 5,500. Mike Trout had the day off yesterday. He said routine day off. He's 5,300. AJ Pollock and Coors at 52 is solid. Blackman at 51 is solid. Cargo at five grand. Cargo is off to a horrific start to the season. He's day to day, left with an injury. He has great history against Granky, but uh, you have to see what you get out of that. Desmond is back, and he's not wasted any time getting going. He is $4,900. You got uh, Mookie Betts, 4,800. Yosemite Tomas and Coors at 4,800. David Peralta, he's day-to-day. If he's playing in Coors at 4,700 is definitely an option. Hanram on fire. He mentioned him at 46. Chris Owens mentioned him. You got Milkman, 4,400 against Miley. Good history against Miley. Giancarlo's 4,400 against Montero. Michael Brantley against Hamels. Lefty's just Rake Hamels. Brantley at 4,300. Cleveland could be a nice stack tonight. Andrew McCutcheon, 43 against Jimmy Nelson. Definitely a look there. Jackie Bradley Jr., 4,200 against Hughes. Gregory Polanco, 42 against Nelson. Jay Bruce mentioned him. Matt Kemp, 4,200 against Lynn. Like him a lot. Cruz against Darvish at 41. Justin Upton at 4K against Triggs. Gerardo Parra and Coors against Granke's only 4,000. Nice cheap piece of that pie. Uh, you got Kepler. Ben Intendi's 3,800 against Hughes. Avisel Garcia versus the lefty Miley is 3,800 bucks. You know what to do with Avisel. He's in play tonight. K with the Chris Davis at 3,800 against Fulmer. You got uh, Shensu Chu at 38 versus Gallardo. Jason Worth against Pavetta, 38. Kian Broxton's heating up for Milwaukee. He's 3,700 versus Cool. Josh Reddick, 3,700 against Jesse Chavez. Michael Conforto is up to 3700 bucks. So Conforto and Bruce's price tags are rising. Um, keep an eye on that. Odebel Herrera, 3700 versus Strasburg. Enciarte, 3700 versus Lynn, both in play. Seth Smith had a big day on Thursday, leading off for Baltimore against Miguel Gonzalez at 3600 Marcelo Zuna, 36 versus Montero. You got... Cody Bellinger, today's Judgment Day. Jock Peterson is supposed to get activated today. 
We don't know. Bellinger's supposed to get down, but there's rumors he might not get sent down. He's 3,600 against Chassin. If he's in the lineup, that's a great price tag. He's finally outfield eligible. He's first base forever. He's moved, they moved him to the outfield finally. And his price tag has risen quite a bit, 3600 bucks. He is just swinging the stick that's worth swinging. So get him in there. Uh, Beltran, Cole Calhoun, 3500 Carlos Gomez, 3500 against Gallardo. Uh, Hernan Perez mentioned him. You got Steven Souza Jr. versus Lariano at 3400 Aaron Althair is on fire. He's 3400 versus Strasburg. Gritchick, 3400 versus Fulte. Kevin Kiermaier, 33 versus Lariano. Nomar Mazzara, 3300 versus Gallardo's definitely got some value to it. Upside. Uh, C. Dix hitting lefty is actually well this year. You got CB's in the lineup. He's 3200 versus Lariano. You got uh, Manny Margot leading off against Maeda at 3200. Chisenhall's 3100 versus Hamill. Some good value there against uh, Hamill. Delano DeShields Jr. leading off for the Rangers, only 3100 versus Gallardo. That's a nice cheap price tag for the production he has been giving you. If you're hoping for home runs, Renfro, 3100 versus Maeda. That's pretty much all you're getting is home run or nothing. So keep an eye on that. Kevin Pillar is having a great start to the year. He's 2900 versus Archer if you're fading that direction. Uh, don't completely sleep on Pilar. As we go down to the super-duper value, our boy Tyler Collins, 2600 versus Triggs is way too cheap. That's a very good value play. Matt Joyce, 2500 versus Fulmer. Joyce had a good game on Thursday. Both of those are in play. Our two favorite value plays pretty much in the same ballgame. Fulmer and Collins. Together, they unite. So that'll do it for you. There is your third... Team game slate of bats. Let's do a quick review. You got Darvish 11-2 at Seattle. Keuchel 10-4 at the Angels. Salazar 10,000 at Kansas City. Archer 96 versus Toronto. Remember, Salazar is just, if you really want to get weird on GPP. Lariano 82 at Tampa. Fulmer 8K at Oakland. Lynn 78 at Atlanta. Erod 76 at Minnesota. Fulty 74 versus St. Louis. Triggs 67 versus Detroit. And if you want to punt to get Coors, Pavetis 47 at the Nats or against the Nats, Montero 45 versus Miami. Uh, told you Darvish and Keiko. I love Keiko the most, but I like Darvish's K upside. Archer, I like a ton. Lariano's sneaky, a low own. Fulmer's in a really good spot. Lens upside's there, but it's a scary situation. Erod minimize the walks. Great look. Fulty solid. St. Louis injured. Triggs has been good. Low value there. Stacking Cleveland left-handed bats versus Hamill. We love that. Love that. Love that. Um, so Santana, Brantley, Ramirez, get the rest of them in play. White Sox versus Miley. We love our our, our, our White Sox versus the lefty. Abreu's expensive. We got Abreu, then Frazier, Davidson at third, Garcia in the outfield. Then you could go with Melkman or Saldino or Anderson. Other options there. Soto's a cheap catching option for the White Sox. There's bats in play there. But Abreu's swinging it well. Get the third baseman in there. Basically the 3-4-5 and the build around that. Uh, Arizona versus Marquez and Colorado versus Granke and Coors. It's Coors. Boston versus Hughes is definitely in play. Uh, I told you Pedroia's history there, but uh, all those Boston bats are slowly getting it going, but it's not super consistent, so I usually don't stack them a ton. Washington versus Pavetta. See if Harper's in play, but you got Murphy, Zimmerman. Worth swinging it okay. Uh, some decent options there. Mets versus Kohler. Left-handed bats in the Mets. Bruce, Conforto, Isdrubal. 
Walker and Reyes have been sneaky good of late, so you can do some nice stacking there with the Mets. Atlanta versus Lynn, you look at left-handed bats there. Freeman and Ciarte. I still like Kemp as a righty. And then Marquez if you want to go really deep, but you know my theory on Atlanta. Milwaukee, Milwaukee versus Cool. Uh, left-handed bats versus Cool. So you look at uh, VR, Shaw, and Thames pretty much in that one, but I don't mind Hernan Perez or Broxton to be a little off the wall. Dodgers versus Chassin, left-handed bats. Seager, Bellinger, if he's playing. Uh, Grandal, Agon's been so bad, it's hard to pay for that. But uh, and then Justin Turner against a right, he's always in play. Padres versus Maeda. Uh, it won't be very popular, and it's very much a GPP only. It's kind of scary at times, but Maeda's a joke to me. And uh, so give me some, you know, Solarte, Schimpf. Myers combos out there. Margot's not bad. Renfro, keep an eye on them. Definitely like those options there. Some interesting things to target tonight. But fun action. Don't forget, you got two early games. Yankees, Chicago, Giants, Reds. Um, some rain possibilities. Keep an eye on that. Some good wind to target and uh, for pitching and hitting. But all around, nice slate. Lots of good options. You know, it's hard to always fade Coors. I love fading Coors, but... I've always told you if you fade Coors every day, you'll become a loser. So on nights when there's Coors, if you're only a one-lineup player, I suggest becoming at least a two-lineup player on Coors nights. You play one Coors and one non-Coors. That's just my suggestion. Um, if you're always a multiple lineup guy, you always have at least one Coors. That's what I've always said from day one. You never completely fade it. You don't have to go all in. If you're a five-lineup guy, you can do one Coors, four others. It's fine. But you always do something so you don't get completely screwed. Um but there you go, 13 games, Friday night. Uh, hope everybody has a good one. Cinco de Mayo, be safe, have some fun. Uh, I live in California where we have I, – I work in farming. We have Mexican food for days. I'll have a good time tonight. Um, hope you guys have a good one. Let's make some money and enjoy your weekend. I'll be back tomorrow. See you guys later.